Hi there, and welcome to the Fantasy Fantasia podcast, a podcast where a bunch of theater nerds gather around and play various tabletop role-playing games, such as Dungeons and Dragons, Monster Hearts, Monster of the Week, Call of Cthulhu, and more. This podcast was brought to you by the Arts, Culture, and Heritage Fund of the City of Windsor, so big thanks to them. My name is Eric, and I will be your MC for tonight's episode of Undergrad. A Monster Hearts Tale. Previously on Undergrad, A Monster Hearts Tale. All seemed well on the first day of classes, except for a new gang of ne'er-do-wells calling themselves the Coffee Bob Crew, who played pranks on as many people as they could on campus. Iris showed up to her first shift of the year at Coffee Josh's drunk, thanks to her why-not class. But luckily for her, Judy was there to save the day, stepping in for her shift and doing a wonderful job. Outside on the streets, a young man accompanying his grandmother caught Iris' attention. The two talked and bonded. At the end of the conversation, the young man slipped Iris a secret invitation to a toga party taking place that very evening. Our AV club each got their togas and met at the old fishing hut north of the lake where they were told to meet. When they were there, they were welcomed by two butlers who informed them that this was the spot of the secret fourth dorm, the canopy, saved only for the richest and most elite students of the school. There they found a toga party like no other. They were all shocked when each of them ran into the mysterious figure they had met that day, only to find out it was the exact same person, a slick and handsome senior student named Bo, who admitted he had to go into incognito today because he wanted to meet them so badly. After some flirting and excitement, Zack, Kane, Iris, and Bo all decided to have an extravagant foursome, while Egan and Evelyn looked around the party in search of the unseen host. Both groups were interrupted by the masked Coffee Bob crew showing up and causing a scene, demanding everyone's money and even shooting a partygoer. Iris and Bo were able to subdue the crew's leader, and they all fled in fear of security. After a long evening of pleasure, the group left the party. Our chapter ended with Bo revealing himself to be the mysterious host, a man of cunning and pleasure. He lived up to his reputation, as during the party, he secured incriminating evidence on the identities of each and every member of the AV Club. Why have Bo and his elite crew gone through so much effort to put the AV Club right where they want them? Well, let's see what plans they've laid for our heroes tonight on Undergrad. A Monster Hearts Tale. Chapter 35, The Retreat. Our camera cuts to a torch-filled grove. Tapestries kind of making a circle around this opening of this grove as masked figures are sitting in a circle. Praying, perhaps? A large table with elegant silverware and delicate china is placed off to the right, with hanging lanterns all around it, creating this beautiful eating area. Expensive cars pull up, including a massive purple limo. As our camera fades, we see all of the 
tops of the chairs being pulled in unison. As everyone sits down, and uh, you see this whole group of people along this massive table with silver and gold robes and beautiful, beautiful fabrics with these gilded animal masks. Horns, fangs, fur, tusks, animal faces, all looking down to the central path as six figures step out of the purple limo into the forest. And as our camera fades out, we see that a wooden statue of multifaceted humanoids surrounded by flames stands in the center of this complex. It seems to be a tight ring of 12 figures, all with animal masks on, one hand out as if warding something away, the other on the hilt of their sabers. And as our six figures head down the cobbled trail to this campsite, our camera fades away. And welcome back, everyone, to Undergrad Monster Hearts Tale, brought to you by the Fantasy Fantasia Podcast. How is everyone doing this evening? Well, welcome back, everybody, and I just want to give a special welcome back. You thought he was gone, but just kidding, he's back. Our Bacchus, the one and only, Bo Benavino, played by Owen. We thought he was gone. Thanks for having me back, y'all. Excited to uh, hopefully stir up some more trouble this week, but uh, who knows? We'll have to see what, um, what tricks Eric has in store for us. Oh, yes. 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 we're uh, throwing Owen into the deep end of this episode. He he had a bit of a say on the kind of emceeing and on the last few episodes, because you obviously, if you know, as, as you listen to them, he had to be uh, integrated quite um, interestingly in different scenes. In this case, we're throwing Owen in blind for most of it. So uh, we have full confidence you got this, Owen. Welcome to our world, Owen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess without further ado, I think you all have a very important meeting at Coffee Bob's that you have to digest what the fuck happened in this last night's party. Because, um, oh, did I say Coffee Bob's? Yeah. Shit, that was a 40 and slip. So yeah, you got a meeting at Coffee Josh's after all the craziness of last Ooh. night. <laughs> So why don't we let you all do that processing now? <laughs> and, uh, let's let's get to it. Our camera opens as the sun breaks over the horizon and shines its light on Oakhurst College. We swing by our camera as it pans to the Roots dorm, which looks absolutely awful. We do know that it's downstream of the water treatment plant, just not a good place at all. So it lingers there, but for a moment. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and uh, you know, you Every pass through, we, we pass by the trunks and like the trunks look like a very comfortable place, but like the most plain. Um, that ever exists. You, you might even hear some some music as Zach is kind of jamming in the morning, much to his neighbor's chagrin. And we finally Shit. pass to the treetops as Kane and Iris are sleeping in Iris's room because Kane's is now a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking to get it certified very soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Iris and Kane, uh, as the sun hits you, you both wake up. Good morning, sweetie. Good morning. Um... Ooh, my head feels like garbage. It doesn't look like garbage, though. <laughs> Wait, why? Oh, um, you were you were completely wasted yesterday. Um, yeah. I forgot because it was literally during the day and. Yep. Yeah. It was um. Ooh, I'm really 
don't like that class, but um, that's okay. Hey, um, and she like sits up. She's like, last night was interesting, huh? <laughs> and Kate just kind of smiles and is like, I don't think I'll ever be able to look at Zach the same. <laughs> Iris just smiles. She's like, hey. My eyes are always going to drift downward. <laughs> <laughs> she takes his hands and just smiles and says, Hey, well, you know what? Um, it was fun, and I'm not opposed to sharing together for emergency purposes in the future, but this, and she squeezes his hands, is a lot more meaningful. I mean, I lived that life for decades of just sharing and no commitment, and um, I like this. And she just smiles at him. Yeah, I... I I love this too. And it's nice to know we can just kind of trust each other enough to have fun like that. Yeah. Maybe I can like, um, while we're seeing Zach, I can kind of give you a thumbs up and that'll remind you to look up to his eyes. <laughs> Honestly, and he kind of scratches the back of his neck. That would be a little bit useful. <laughs> Zach, you must have put on a hell of a show. Apparently, jeez, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was the incredible <laughs> drugs or something. I don't know. But, but Kane remembers that night as like one of the most blissful nights of his life. <laughs> for sure. And uh, Kane's just going to get up to get Iris some ibuprofen for that headache. Oh, she smiles <laughs> gratefully, just like slumped in bed. Her hair's like a mess. Oh, it looks like I'm going to have to frost my tips again soon. Oh, Throw really? it out a bit. Yeah. <laughs> As he's looking in the mirror. Should we ask Jeeves for something more strong? Yeah, maybe that's something we can look into. Like, uh, like I feel good about this version of me. I think, I think like, mm. some really permanent ink, you know? This one was only supposed to last about six months or so. Well, hey, I'm happy you feel so good about this new chapter of your life. It's because I'm with you. It wouldn't be like this at all without you. Shucks. And frosted tips never went out of fashion again. <laughs> <laughs> and Kane went on to be Guy Fieri. <laughs> so, um, Kane, you walk in with uh, the ibuprofen in your hand, and you go to offer it to Iris. And Iris, as soon as he extends it, you look in his hand, and you see hundreds of maggots just sprawl from his hand all over the bed. Oh my gosh, and she like jumps back and just like swats his hand away. Uh, <gasps> Kane, you're shocked because she just knocked a perfectly good ibuprofen out of your hand. <laughs> that was a perfectly good ibuprofen, Iris. Are you okay? <laughs> Ooh, honey, sorry. honey, what is it? What is it? <gasps> you had. Mm, you had something. You had maggots in your hand. I swear, I swear. I was looking at your hand and there were tons of them and then do they look are they gone now eric yeah you look back and oh you just see a single ibuprofen on the bed like oh, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry why did I, you strike me i'm sorry i, I'm sorry I sw swatted away that perfectly good ibuprofen no no that that's okay yeah. this is more serious do you, do, do you think it's because of the pumpkin seed in your chest maybe as we get closer to halloween you're starting to see things what and she like presses her hand to her chest. She's like, I hope not. She looks at the calendar. How far away to Halloween is it? Yeah, this is the night after the bow party. So it's probably around 45 days until Halloween. I hope not. I mean, that means I still have a long time of 
I don't want to see that many maggots on your hand, Kane. Maybe when I get a chance today, I'll talk to my bestie and I'll see if I can find some answers. No, 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 no. I, I, you've been so happy and he's been leaving you alone and I don't want to ruin. I'm sure it's fine. I mean, maybe it was just, maybe it was the wine. Maybe that's like an after effect. <laughs> I've literally never had anything to drink in my life, but I'm certain that you do not see maggots after drinking wine. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I won't, I won't talk to him yet, but if it gets worse, then I think we should. Conversations are free. It's okay. Oh, well, okay. All right, well, and she shakes her head and she puts on like a brave smile and she says, well, let's, um, let's get ready to go to Coffee Josh's. Hey, some of the group hasn't seen you in your new digs, so that's pretty fun. I'm excited to see Coffee Josh's reaction. And remember, eyes up with Zach. Fuck. That's, uh, <laughs> he already knows he's going to fail really badly. <laughs> and on that, our camera transitions to Coffee Josh's, a bustling cafe as you all have met. And as you find a seat in the corner and make yourselves comfortable, Coffee Josh swings by, he sees you all, he runs over to you and he says, Hey, wow, good morning. You, you're all never here this early. Wow. Hi. <laughs> Iris is wearing sunglasses and she just looks up to Coffee Josh and goes, Josh, I'm really sorry about yesterday. Here's your tablecloth back. <laughs> he laughs and he goes, oh my God, Iris, don't, don't even worry about it. You were like so funny and it was, it was, it was great. And, and I, we also came up with sweet tea. Like it's selling like hotcakes. Look it. And you see, there's like so many people who are drinking sweet tea this morning. Nice. I'm so happy that drinking that much wine led to a business boom for you, Josh. That's great. Anyone want to order? <laughs> Can I actually start by coming into Coffee Josh's? Sure, yeah. Okay. Egan, you're the last one to arrive. Okay, so I arrive and uh, I, I notice where the group is sitting, so I go over there and I say, Oh, hello, everyone. Oh, oh Iris, uh, who's your new friend? Oh, God, that's that's Kane. Oh. Um, you, you haven't seen his new look yet, Dr. No, no, no. What? Oh, uh, your new look. We oh. literally saw each other yesterday at the party, dude. Uh, yes, but you were in a toga. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, he kind of looks down at the rest. He's like, yeah, the, uh, the nylon, it breathes. It, it allows the freedom that I'm seeking for in my metaphorical oh. life. Yeah, it, it, it's very, um, very bright. Yes. Uh, and I think it matches with my hoverboard really well. I'm excited to ride around. Oh, right. I bought you a hoverboard. I forgot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the time you spent $500,000 on it, remember? <laughs> and so she sits down and like occasionally she's like glancing over at Kane looking at him like, oh. <laughs> and don't forget the, the circle sunglasses. That's his favorite part. Oh, yes. <laughs> Um, hi, doctor. Is there anything that I could get you to? I was just taking everybody's orders. Oh, no, that's all right. I already had uh, some coffee back at the at my office. <laughs> but thank you. Okay, well, I mean, all right. Um, everyone else, just your usual? Yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, that would be great. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, can I get some uh, some coffee? Just black, man. Wow. Okay, Zach. No, no bourbon this time. No bourbon. This time. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, no I, I just wanted to make not sure. Not today. Nope. Okay. Yeah. No, that's cool. Okay. Um, well, I, uh, yeah. All right. That's coming right up. And he runs away, leaving you all alone at the table. <laughs> Iris slowly gives Kane a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, shit. He, he looks up and then he says, morning, Zach. <laughs> hey, morning. Hell of a hangover, eh? Um, Yeah. 
No, and he's so he's too concentrated on his eye behavior that he can't really form uh, pleasantries right now. So he just kind of says, uh, "That was that was some stuff last night." Yeah, man, <laughs> that ayahuasca will will totally make you oh. see crazy shit, you know? Yeah, the ayahuasca. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I take it the three of you had quite a night. It was um, it was pretty fun. Yeah. Surprising. Bo yeah. was um. Bo is really cool. Man, I'm, he's so hot. He's Dude, I know. Very I'm, hot. I'm, hey, yeah, I guess. You're talking about Mr. Mr. Uh, was it Benavino? Benavino. Benavino. Yes. I can't believe he sent us on that wild goose chase. I know. He's got fun. I know. Uh, and I can't believe that he would hide his identity from us. I don't trust him. What? Really? He seems really nice. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so to kind of physicalize this opposition, we have Zach, Kane, and Iris on one side of the table, and Egan and Evelyn are on the other side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> he was really honest with, with the three of us. I mean, he told us that he wasn't Mr. Or he was Mr. Benavino, and he, you know, showed us a good when time. When did he tell you that? Was that before or after you guys slept together? And I don't even know if I want to think about that because honestly, this is really awkward. <laughs> and Kane, you keep on staring at Zach's crotch, and it's making me really uncomfortable. Shit. <laughs> Exposed. <laughs> tight, tight jeans. Fuck. <laughs> but guys, I mean, you have to understand that life in the canopy—they, they're, they're in a freaking mountainside for Pete's sake. They want to keep his as uh, uh, anonymous as possible. And yeah. I, I would understand where he's coming from, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't trust him at all. You said he was honest with you. Other than his name, did you find out anything more about him? Um, he's a very giving lover. Oh, can we please not talk about that? <laughs> but we were like, she literally asked us, man. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, I think Dr. Egan was talking about, like, actual information. At that moment, Coffee Josh arrives with all your drinks and says, Hey everyone, okay, I got all your drinks here, so so how's everyone doing? Is, uh, is there anything new? Uh, what's going on? Josh, no no offense, man, but, like, this is kind of a closed conversation. This is private oh, stuff. Yeah, and yeah, I think... no, no, okay, okay, well, I'm sorry about that. Uh, Kane, I just, hey, Kane, I, I really like the clothes. You look great. Oh, th- thanks, Josh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, okay. honestly, I've been thinking about going frosted tips, but now that I see you pull them off, there's no way I'm going to pull them off. So, oh, so you, yeah, dude, it, it looks great. But uh, anyway, sorry, uh, I'll, I'll let you do it. Kane's totally right. I'm not going to interrupt. Bye. And he runs away. Hey, wouldn't that be really funny, Kane, if you and Josh had frosted tips? You'd see me shave my head the next day. No, no question about it. <laughs> okay, well, um... Hey, um, I have an idea. Hmm. Uh, I could probably like um, like just check in on on Bo like right now, see if he's up to any like crazy shit. Oh, that True. might be good. With your mind powers? Yeah, exactly. Oh, easy okay. peasy. But like this is my job, you guys. Come on, let me do yeah. it. Okay. That's okay. a great idea. Okay. Prove his innocence, Zach. Let's go. Okay. Stream. Oh, right. Streaming. I have to roll for that. <laughs> what do I do? Yeah. Give me, no, that's all right. Give me a give me a streaming roll, right? Because as as per your move, when you have sex with anyone, they kind of join your circle. That's really cool. All right. That I'm part cool. of the hybrid. Uh, yes, you are. And that's an eight plus two is ten. <gasps> oh, yes. dirty. Oh, so what do you nice. get with the ten, Zeph? Uh, so I can always uh, hear their emotions and fears, and as part of Mark for the Hunt. I also can kind of figure out their whereabouts if I need to. 
That's really cool. Okay, mm. so Zach, you close your eyes and like kind of go back to that like where you were last night, like in the throes of love on silk blankets with Bo and company. <laughs> and you you like like latch on to that thought. It brings you into Bo now, and you feel excitement, but extreme anxiety. Oh. Mm. And hmm. also, Zach, because you get to kind of feel his whereabouts, you get a flash of you sitting at the table in front of the window. Whoa. As if someone's looking at you from a distance. Oh. Uh, <gasps> Zach is, is going to oh. look up and, like, casually, like, just kind of get up, um, act as if he's uh, getting ready to smoke. Yo, guys, I'll, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go uh, for a bit of a smoke break. Is that cool? Oh, um, sure. sure. Yeah. yeah. Iris gives yeah, Kane the right. thumbs up again. <laughs> Kane buries his face in his arms <laughs> as he walks away. Zach, you exit out and almost on cue, you take a step out of the coffee shop and you see a luxurious purple tinted limo pull up <gasps> on the curbside. Oh. And out of this car, the back door opens on the right side. And out comes an elderly lady, and following her, Bo Benavino. And they walk up to you. Zach! Oh! Zach! Hey! How you doing after last night? Oh, you know, still recovering from last night. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, how, how are you doing? Peachy keen, thanks for asking. You know, funny place. Never thought I'd uh, fancy seeing you here, huh? Hey, I'm, I'm here pretty often. I, I play like twice a week. No, not twice a week. Fuck that. That'd be fucking crazy. I play twice a month. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> Is this your rocker friend? The old uh, lady says, looking at you, Zach, with this like grin on her face. Uh, yeah, um, I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, sup, uh, um, Zach? Uh, what's your name, dude? Dudet? <laughs> you may call me Dominica. And she shakes your hand with her long fingers. Yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, uh, we're just having, uh, coffee if, if you want to join us. That doesn't sound like a bad idea, does it, Nika? No, Zach, I think we'll, uh, take you up on that. Sweet. <laughs> Zach just, like, takes the, uh, the cigarette that's in his hand and unlit and just throws it away. <laughs> as as soon as they walk in, coffee Josh swings over and Dominica just snaps at him. So sweet these big on men. And he goes, oh, okay. And he just kind of runs back. And um Dominica and Bo sit at the table. Nika, no no sleepovits in your tea? Very odd. I bring my own sleepovits. Good. I do not trust this little man with his coffee shop. Me neither. His name is Josh. Josh. Yeah. Hi, Bo. Nice to see you again. And nice to meet you. And Iris extends her hand. Hi, I'm Iris. Oh, I know your name, <gasps> she says as she looks oh. at you and grins. Oh, oh, oh. hi again. <laughs> My apologies, but sometimes Bo and I like to play tricks. <laughs> Keeps her young and keeps me on my toes. Am I right? <laughs> Good to see you all here. Didn't know this was the uh, the hot spot in town. You got to tell me what to get. Oh, never mind. Actually, I'm already getting a sweet tea. 
Here are your two sweet. Place the sweeties down and leave, little man. Oh my god. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. Wow. You have. Uh, okay. Well, here you go. And he just like looks at all of you, really scared, and turns around and runs away. Oh, we were actually just t- talking about how amazing the party was last night, man. Like it was top notch. Even with the gunshots going off and everything, it, w- it was phenomenal. <laughs> Glad you enjoyed it. Fantastic party, Mr. Benavino. Mm-hmm. Thank you, so Dr. Egan. I'm glad to finally meet you, Mr. Benavino. Oh, <laughs> the pleasure is all mine, Dr. Egan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I should apologize for the deception. Mm. It's so rare I get to throw something so extravagant and large, frankly. And the name Benavino just carries so much weight, I didn't want to... Well, you know, have to deal with that all night, so... Exactly. See, that that makes total sense, man. Kane, I thought... Fuck. <laughs> There's a freaking table for Pete's sake. <laughs> can I see that... Can I say that you see Bo also looking where you were looking? Oh! Oh! No. Our eyes go up at the same time. Zach, <laughs> Kane just down. blushes. <laughs> he smiles. He just full-on grins at you. <laughs> this one is oh pretty. Dominica says, point to the cane. But your hair is ridiculous. Nika. <laughs> it's rude. I, I happen to like Kane's hair. It's so avant-garde, wouldn't you say? Avant-garde? I'd never, like, break. She spits. <laughs> Egan leans over to, uh, what is it? Um, but, well, she leans over to the old woman. And she says, I'm sorry, I, I haven't met you yet. My name is Dr. Egan. And you are? My name nice is Dominica, you. but you may call me Nika. Very nice to meet you. And do I notice anything about um, uh, when I shake her hand, does she feel cold or do I smell anything? Uh, I, like... I mean, you, you feel like a faint blood uh, pulse, but that's okay. not uncommon for old people. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing unusual about her. No. Okay. No. No, I'm actually quite impressed with you all. From last night, I mean, and in more ways than one, kind of gives a wink to Kane, Zach, and Iris. <laughs> you know, Evelyn just kind of shudders a little bit. <laughs> You're all very interesting, to say the least. And last night, well, last night was very interesting in itself, don't you think? Yeah, man. I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm- very intrigued in continuing to form a relationship with you. Maybe, you know, maybe we should hang out sometime. I, I know I asked you as Kyle to hang out, but as Bo, I like, I really want to hang out with you. What do you say? Well, you're in luck, my friend, because I'd like to extend a formal invitation invitation to all of you to a weekend long retreat this weekend, oh, courtesy of my friends at the Carpe Diem's Brigade. The Carpe Brigade? I've never, never heard, heard of, of that. What is that? Oh, you shouldn't have. Let's just say it's a special society, much like your little club, don't you think? Oh, oh okay. We don't really, we have, don't a really have a club. No, yeah, we're just we like just, buddies. We're we're friends friends yeah. Just, yeah. We, 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 we don't have a club, anywhere. but we don't want to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. Anyway. If you'd like to come, which I would very much like you to come, I think it'd be very enlightening for all of you. Kane, a chance to get away from the set. Iris, you can choose what to drink instead of having, <laughs> well, <laughs> and Zach, well, you never know. There's a lot of influential people there. 
someone might just notice your tunes. Hey, that's a uh, that's good enough reason for me, yeah. Um, and he's going to use a string on all three of them. Five? <gasps> oh. <laughs> so you're going to pull a string on PCs. So you get to add one to your roll against them, subtract one from their roll against you, offer them an experience point if they do what you want, force them to hold steady before they can carry out an action, add an extra harm, or place condition on them. So in this case, it sounds like um, you can offer them an experience point to do what you want. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So I'm going to offer yeah. them an experience point in exchange for attending this weekend retreat with me. Oh, I mean, Kate, Iris turns to it. Kane. Yeah. yeah, she's like, yeah. <laughs> Easiest deal totally. I've ever made. I'm enthralled. <laughs> Dr. Egan, Evelyn, the invite extends to you. We hard cut to Dr. Oh. Egan and Evelyn giving him the most <laughs> yeah. suspicious look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Can we say that Bo is sitting, says it's like them three and then Egan and Evelyn, he's like squished next to one of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So he just turns his head almost and just says... Dr. Egan, Evelyn, the invitation's extended to you. And I'd very much appreciate your company this weekend. Thank you. I'll think about it. Uh, So Egan looks over at Evelyn and and kind of, you know, gives her like, I probably should. And she says to to Bo, she says, all right, what do we need to uh, get into this little retreat? Invitation, um, secret password. Cheeky doctor. But no, everything you need is right here. And he gestures to himself. All you need to do is come with me. Everything else will be provided for you once we arrive. Oh, so we have to go with you. Oh, yes. You will be taken care of and you come with us. Like Wait, right now? Oh, like, like right, right now. now. Oh. 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 Oh, uh, like right now. Uh, like right yeah. now. Let's do it. <laughs> she leans over to Evelyn. I don't know about this, but we, we can't let them go alone. That is true. Um, yeah, I don't I don't trust either of those three for a second. As you two are whispering amongst yourselves, Dominica looks at you, Bo, and kind of gives you this hurry up, decide what you're going to do because we don't have the time for this. And she just leaves it up to you. Dr. Egan, Evelyn. Yes, yes. Might I inquire with you alone for a moment? I'll have Nika take a your friends out to the limo where there <gasps> will be some choices to be made for them. Ooh, fine. All right. Dominica stands up and looks at Zach, Kane, and Iris and <gasps> says, come with me. Are you all gonna go with her? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Iris wants to go in a purple limo. <laughs> Kane and Zach, you too? Oh yeah. Yeah? Okay, so she's going to take you outside. We're going to cut back to you guys um, in a second, but I just want you to think about an animal that you would like to be. Ooh. Just just, just think about that as we brew on this scene, okay? Mm. So the group leaves, leaving Bo and the skeptical e- Egan and Evelyn. <laughs> um, yeah, so he's going to shift from the Evelyn and Egan side of the table to the other, and you're just going to see him kind of sprawl out in a chair, that classic... Uh, fingers touching, legs crossed, and he's just going to look at you for a good 10 <laughs> seconds, and it's getting on the verge of uncomfortable. And and Egan's just staring him down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Dr. Egan, Dr. Egan, Liz, Lizzie, Lizzie. Ooh. Oh, oh the disrespect. <laughs> no, <laughs> Dr. Egan. You know, it's quite interesting we seem to have been fresh out of our supply of blood wine. Would you know anything about that? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Owen. Not to mention Evelyn. Well, little birdie or something like that. Let me know that, uh, well, what would the university think if they caught their star pupil, no, 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 star employee selling suspicious substances on campus grounds? <gasps> I sell nothing suspicious. Oh, you sell nothing mm-hmm. suspicious. I think the photographic evidence <laughs> would prove you wrong. <laughs> photographic evidence? If oh. you have anything, show it now or... I'm walking out of here in about five seconds. All right, all right. And he's going to take it out of his pocket. And Bo slaps a dossier on the table. (laughs) Evelyn, you know, I'm actually quite shocked that your illicit substance, you know, it sounds like it's almost breaching academic integrity. And Dr. Regan, well, your entire job is based on academic integrity and you're facilitating (laughs) this. You're allowing this to occur. Interesting, interesting. (laughs) I'm sorry. For a second, I thought that perhaps you were trying to blackmail me, you little trust fund twit. (laughs) (laughs) Your wounds, or shall I say fangs, cut deep, doctor. (laughs) And Evelyn, don't think the irony is lost on me. If your activities are alerted to the authorities that there'll once again be witches persecuted in Massachusetts. Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck? And if I haven't convinced you yet, Dr. Egan, I doubt you'll be willing to lose your little food supply. Sorry, did I say food supply? I meant colleague, Dr. Jeremy Renner. And what will he think oh when god. I approach him with photos of you, shall we say, doing unspeakable acts to him. How do you think you're reacting? You're lying. I'm lying, am I? And he pulls out another picture, slaps it on the table. And you see, like, back in on the Christmas episode, or I I should say the solstice, where you descended into bliss by sucking on his neck, or no, sorry, that was Halloween. Uh, Either way, yeah, yeah. We, we we passed a window and that happened. And yeah, I, I Dr. Regan, you, you see that very damning photo in front of you. <gasps> and oh, Evelyn, damn. with your photo, you see, even though it's black and white of you selling this these magical things, um, somehow your magical elixirs managed to still glow blue in this black and r- white photo. So it's oh. just like, ah. <laughs> so who do you think is going to relent? The hungry, hungry doctor? The little witch in training? Or the poor trust fund twit. (laughs) I think you underestimate me. I have been through far worse and come out unscathed. But all right, I'll play your game. And she takes the photo. That's all I'm asking, Doctor. No harm will come to you if you stay close and do what's asked of you. What are you asking of us? Mm Mm-hmm. I have a certain problem that I will explain once we're away from prying ears. And I need you and your particular set of skills to help me solve it. You have taken our friends, and I don't trust you, and I feel like I need to follow up and be a chaperone here, so... When she looks over at Evelyn... The horn honks in the limo. (laughs) (laughs) And she said she kind of uh, looks at Evelyn and, and uh, as if she's saying, yeah, we, we should probably go just to 
watch over. There's mimosas! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I will go with you, but not because of the picture, but because the three in the limo are not the brightest tools in the shed, and you need our help. I, I appreciate it, both of you, and I promise I'll explain everything in due time. And then he kind of gestures to the door. What do we get if we help you? Are you going to burn those pictures? He just kind of pauses for a second and goes, Someone will burn them, yes. We want to guarantee that every bit of evidence used against us will be destroyed. And in that, I will oblige. He kind of sticks out his hand to each of you in turn. And she kind of grudgingly shakes his hand. Evelyn grudgingly shakes it also. On that handshake, our camera cuts back to the limo. Now, Iris, Kane, and Zach, you are in mid-mimosa drink. And next to you, um, when Nika brought you to the limo, she opened up the trunk and it had a massive collection of animal masks. These are full, like, full face masks that have the shapes of different animals. Which animals did you choose? Oh. Any ones that you want are there. There are some that are already taken, so if you pick those, I'll let you know that they are. Uh, but it's only three. So what animals would you like? Okay. Um, Zach uh, would pick a tiger mask because that's what Alexis calls him. <laughs> I, I love it. Okay, so Zach, you have this kind of gold and silver striped tiger mask. Sweet. I Iris would pick a, a white bunny rabbit. All right, Iris, you have a platinum bunny rabbit mask. <gasps> With oh. one one ear that's kind of bending down. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. Uh just just pick something. A giraffe. Giraffe. <laughs> giraffe? Yeah. Can't have a periscope in it. You yeah, you have you, you have a giraffe mask that like sits about like a half a foot above your actual head. Um, and you see through its neck, Kate. Oh my god. I, just, I, I didn't awesome. want to linger on it, so giraffe awesome. it is. That's cool. <laughs> so inside the limo, the three of you are drinking mimosas, and surrounding you is Dominica, who's wearing a owl mask on, just silently listening to everything happening. Next to her, with this long, dark hair, with these piercing eyes, is Vanessa, and she's wearing an otter mask, and she's in the midst of telling you about this wonderful trip to Bora Bora that they took at all the crazy parties that happened. And Thomas, who's wearing a lion mask, is sitting back, having a couple drinks, going... Yes, it was indeed absolutely <laughs> splendid. Time of our lives. <laughs> so at that point, Dr. Egan and Evelyn, what kind of masks would you two have chosen? I think she would choose, like, she would sort of, uh, she's not really thinking about this, and she just kind of thinks of the first animal that comes to her mind, and she remembers her fight with Coffee Bob, so she chooses panther. Yeah, panther, okay. Yeah. You've got a panther mask. This kind of, like, dark granite panther mm -hmm. mask. <laughs> Evelyn, how about you? Evelyn is going to choose a black and white cat mask, kind of like whiskers. Aww. Yeah, okay. So you have these kind of jeweled whiskers coming out, and everyone hops in the limo, and Vanessa goes, oh, good, you've convinced the others to come. Well, Bo, that only took you mm, 10 minutes and 55 seconds earlier than expected. <laughs> Damn it. Still haven't beat my record, though. The, the four of them laugh together. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
limo driver, let's go. You know where to go. And Thomas knocks on the um, glass and the, the limo begins to drive and it's going to drive for quite some time. So as you've been drinking mimosas and talking and stuff, um, you see that Thomas pulls out a, a Forbes magazine and is reading an article and on it you see um, Arabella St. Vincent, who's his mother. And Dr. Egan, you would know a bit about this just based on some of the research. You're just kind of more well-informed than everyone else on terms of these subjects. But uh, Arabella St. Vincent just bought another massive ore refinery. So she's trying to upstart a whole other economy somewhere else and kind of, you know, all these jobs and stuff like that. Okay. And he's reading that as Bo. You now have their undivided attention on the way to the retreat. So, as I promised, let's talk business. Any questions first? <laughs> Where are we going? What business? This retreat is not going to be as relaxing as I made it out to be in Coffee Josh's. Oh, that's a big surprise. <laughs> uh, ever w- Endless with the quips, aren't you, Doctor? Anyway, the Carpe Diem Brigade is a gathering of the most elite in New England, where we discuss the important things to keep this lovely little region up and running, shall we say. And every year we have a retreat to meet, to bond, and to honor our past. And this year's retreat is, let's just say it's different. Normally the brigade is of one mind on this. I mean, of course it would have to be. (laughs) You're looking at the leader, but as of recent, there's been trouble. It started with small things, money from trust funds missing, secrets from one chapter is leaked to the next, and now there's a faction who wants to change things. They want to correct what was rejected at our founding. There are a bunch of whack jobs. Thomas flicks his eyes over the magazine and looks at you all. I think I can speak for the brigade when I say Bo wins every single year. His family holds the most consistently elected position. They're the most qualified. And these bunch of whack jobs are coming in trying to throw the whole goddamn thing off. And Vanessa is chewing bubblegum and it pops and she like chews it back in and goes, yeah, it's crazy. They just, oh, they're insane. And unfortunately, we can't just kill them. Uh, Well, um, Nika, not that I don't share your sentiments, but you two don't have to gush over me like that. It's fine. Anyway, I couldn't have won so much um, without Thomas. Our little scheme. Our little scheme. (laughs) Yes, it's tradition. Every year, Thomas and I, uh, quote unquote, run against each other. And every year, I just managed to take the cake. (laughs) Yes, it works swimmingly, doesn't it? Fun little game. (laughs) So what you're saying is that you are running to be the leader of this organization, the Carpe Diem Brigade. Let me put it short and sweet for you, Dr. Egan. I feel threatened by this collection of whack jobs who think this retreat is just more than a method to keep the elite elite. They think it's some bullshit arcane power of some sort, that we made a mistake forming it a long time ago, but no. Let me tell you, I feel threatened, but I can't exactly make an outward move, right? It's not like I'm going into a 
shall I say, a college campus full of nobodies. All of these people have money, all of these people have influence, and I can't exactly overstep my bounds. You understand uh, what I'm saying? So you want us to... So you're going to enjoy your weekend with me. Okay, okay, easy And you're easy. going to investigate who is behind these faction, this faction of troublemakers. And then you're going to tell me I will rid the earth of them in some way or form, and we will never speak of it again. You can go on your merry way and never see me again if you wish. Um, Iris goes and sits next to Bo and says, um, okay, you said you're gonna get rid of them, but I need your promise that you're not gonna kill them. I can make no promises to you, Iris. What? Gives you a little wink. Okay, but well, you won't kill them, right? Like I said, we'll have to burn that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> Which is exa exactly why I sought after you. You see, I've been looking for quite a while now, trying to stay under the radar of these fanatics while looking for a solution outside the brigade. And lo and behold, I stumble on people who've been present at nearly every single significant event this past year. The murders, the kidnappings, crazy events, and you have been at every single one. And then I saw you go in the door. The red door, of course, you know, the one that hasn't been opened in years. I don't know what's behind there, and I really don't care, frankly, but from then I knew you were special. Dominica looks at Iris and says, Bo, this poor girl's having a heart attack. Tell her we're not going to kill them. I was joking. Iris has been like holding her breath. <laughs> Fine. Oh, we okay. will not kill, we will not kill them. <laughs> and then he mutters under his breath, unless they try to kill us first. What? <laughs> okay, you're not gonna kill them. Okay, I can live with that. Okay, great. Um, Little girl, there are much fates worse than death. <laughs> Iris's eyes dart to Kane <laughs> with a sad look. Um, he definitely doesn't want to kill anybody, so he, he's very... He's not as turned on to Bo's personality as he was when he first stepped into the limo. He's, uh, he's starting to get a little suspicious now, just kind of sitting back and listening, especially since he looked to me and like, he's like, oh yeah, I kill people, no problem. Um, so Kane's kind of in a middle ground now between uh, Egan and Evelyn and Zach and the oh, others. Oh outside. my God, I keep forgetting Kane's in a giraffe head mask. <laughs> <laughs> His head's sideways the whole time because it's too tall oh for the limo. <laughs> So as that happens, our camera fades as the limo drives through the New England landscape. And the limo drives for quite some time. It zigs and zags through what seeming is like endless forests and endless back roads. Until as night begins to fall, you pull up in the purple limo and it stops at the ending of this road and you see this huge opening in the forest has been made with torches and hanging lanterns all over. In the center is this wooden statue surrounded by fire of what looks like 12 figures in a tight-knit circle. Each of their hands are out trying to stop something. The other hand is holding onto a sword saber kind of on their hilts. And you see all around you are people in masks. They're all walking and talking and laughing and, and there's 
there seems to be this this collection of like 50, 75, even 100 people all weaving in and out, sitting around this massive table banquet. Um, you see that you're actually, you're not quite late, but it's it's almost like something is about to start. And the uh, Thomas goes, well, and he puts on his line mask and he goes, why don't we give these fuckers a show, shall we? Damn right. He's going to go give Thomas a little smooch before he puts on his own mask. Mm. Thomas and Bo kiss. Um, it cuts to Zach really quick. Zach, what what, <laughs> what what happens when you see that? Um, Zach just thinks about Brian real quick. <laughs> like somehow, <laughs> somehow Brian's fucking up somewhere. <laughs> What's Brian doing right now? He's just going to stream. <laughs> yeah, roll, roll for streaming on Brian. All right, uh, that's a uh, seven. Okay, um, you get the sense that Brian is trying to distinguish the taste flavor between diamond and square shreddies. God, Brian, what the fuck? What a fucking idiot. What a fucking idiot, Brian. Do something. He's got like a whole like like flow chart laid out, and like you see him like take the first bite and he goes, Di-, and he goes, diamond, um... Crunchier. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. I'm so mad. Fuck. Ah. <laughs> so as you all get out of the limo in your masks on, um, are you all going to head to this kind of big table where everyone is starting to sit? Can I use my heightened senses move? Sure. All right. I'm going to roll. And uh, okay. So that's a nine. So okay. I get to ask one question. Okay. Um, hmm. What poses the biggest threat to me? Well, you really haven't gotten a chance in game to look at everything. Okay. You're just getting out of the limo. So I'm going to say based on the limited information you have, mm-hmm. Bo's blackmail seems to be the most pressing issue. Because as far as you know, no one here, no, they don't even know you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they're, they're right, not they expecting am, you. I'm Panther Lady, yes. Yeah, I- I- exactly. Okay. And, and and you see, like, as you go to the limo, people walk by you without, like, a single hint. Like, they just walk by mm-hmm. with their conversations, not even acknowledging your presence, really. And that that's even seeing this statue in the middle, like, even after I've, I've seen this. And, oh. yeah. yeah, I mean, okay. I, I think if you look at the statue, you see that it, it's hard to tell what's on it, but it looks just like people standing in a circle. Okay, so the people, the people in the circle with their hands on their swords—that—that's that, part of the statue. It's not actually. That is people. the statue. Gotcha. That okay. is the statue. All right. So does everyone else head to the table? Um. Yeah, Iris is gonna get out sure. and skip over. Can Can both say one last thing before <laughs> yeah, like, they even please. start moving together? He's just gonna look at them all and go. Couple house rules, and he looks really nervous. And you haven't really seen him like this. He just goes, couple last minute rules. Keep your masks on at all times unless you're in the privacy of your own tent. Stay close to me, and if you have any questions, save them for when we can talk alone. Um, Very well. Is now a time for questions? (laughs) (laughs) As the giraffe says, with his, like, eyeballs sticking out of its neck, you can see the eyeballs out of the neck. (laughs) Later, my friends. Fuck. Now it's time to eat. Iris takes his hand quick, Bo's hand, and just squeezes it and be like, don't stress out, everything's gonna be fine. And just gives him like a smile and then skips off to the table. And Bo is the last one to place on his mask, which Bo, do you want to describe what mask you're wearing? <gasps> yeah, so it's kind of like a, um, uh, like a, like a carnival style mask, except it goes over his full face. Um, oh. But it's like purple with this gold trim and snaking along around the eyes and up onto his hair are these like, 
grapevines, uh, like these brown grapevines with leaves and grapes coming off. Mm. Um, cool. And they're fake, obviously, but the the vines kind of snake over around the back of his head, almost like a little helmet, even. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, I'll, I'll even say each like each grape is like a little opal, kind of dyed purple. Ah, uh, that, that kind of hangs. It's this very beautiful ornate mask. And as everyone sits around the table, um, you manage to kind of catch the last group of people all sitting. Um, so we basically brought right back to our prologue, which was you mm-hmm. approaching the table. And as you all sit down at the table, you're, I would say you're kind of near the end of the table, of this kind of long table. But uh, there's, it seems to be there's like speakers hooked up within the, the trees, so you can hear everything that's being said. And at the very head of the table is a figure in a phoenix mask. They're kind of long wings spread out behind their head. And next to them, as like clearly a subservient servant role, is a toad. <laughs> it's toady. <laughs> a thin, short character with a toad mask on. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and the phoenix rises, and as they rise, they hold out their hands, kind of in blessing, praising everyone there, and everyone stands up and follows suit. Do the rest of you do the same? How do you react to the group doing that? Egan does. Evelyn's gonna stand up and follow them. Yeah, might as well. I mean, don't wanna... Bring yeah, attention to ourselves. attract attention. Yeah. yeah, I guess we all slowly do it. <laughs> Just whispering, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> the figure in the phoenix mask, you hear them from a distance. Their voice sounds very distorted, as if it's got something in the mask that seems to be distorting their voice. Mm. And they say, Ever since the twelve families rejected the great gift, we have met here to discuss the matters, financial and terrestrial, of the New England area. We have held sway and maintained control. And everyone says together, we are control. And they all echo the phoenix and they say we have brought order to the chaos and they respond we are order are you all kind of like answering like seconds later yeah Zach's just just kind of really quietly going don't drink the (laughs) (laughs) Kool-Aid she's just kind of mouthing the words so she's not really saying them Kane just says amen (laughs) amen and the phoenix says though we have lost ones along the way we are greater and more powerful than ever and we will be shown the way we are the way everyone and the phoenix sits down and waves its hand and you see like a banquet get brought in like the greatest food you've ever seen like there's like a whole section of like just different ramens and there's like this huge spread of like all the pastas you can imagine there's like a a a stack pile of amazing different breads and it's just it's just it's all incredible um and uh you, you you can see that there's kind of mouth slots in all of your masks that open up so you can all eat within your masks but it seems uh. to be that secrecy is very important here. Kane, be- Kane begins functioning the uh, food shoot at the top of his giraffe mask, <laughs> and it works. It works very efficiently. He's rather impressed. Oh my God. <laughs> um, yeah, you only get some food on your nose, uh, Kane. Just, just, just a little bit. Iris, Iris starts looking around as everyone's eating, um, and she's looking for like an 
an animal that's nearby. Iris, please roll. Give me a dark roll. Um, oh, four. I only got a six. Okay, so Iris, you look around and you don't see any animals. It's almost like they're, they're they're pretty afraid of all this sudden influx of people, um, which you n- note interesting because, like, you know, at, at campgrounds and things like that, animals will come to people, but clearly this isn't a campground. Mm. It's a more wild spot. But what you do see, Iris, I'll give you this for your six. <laughs> As you're looking around for animals you don't find, mm-hmm. you make contact like a little bit down in the middle of the table. You see a row of four dog masks all staring at you. <laughs> it's like a poodle, a chihuahua, a retriever, oh, and a bulldog are all staring at you. Uh, she kind of like slowly puts up her hand to wave at them. They all give you like a very brief wave. Kane, Kane. Yep. Yep. Too. I don't know clocks, but look over in that direction. She clearly oh, points. God. I'm not making it so obvious. She's like, those dogs keep staring at me. Uh, you know, we're supposed to be looking out for fanatics, but everyone seems like a fucking fanatic here. But maybe it's them. Um, you think I should go over and say hey, or just kind of keep an eye? Um, I don't know. No one's getting up, but we could maybe, um... Let's wait this out a bit. Nobody, nobody okay. else is getting. Nobody else is getting up, right, Eric? No. Yeah, let's wait it out a bit. I, th- I, uh, I think I'd rather stick close to Egan and Evelyn right now, actually. Why? Are you scared? This place just seems a little weird. Mm, okay. A lot weird. <laughs> Iris, you turn back to the dogs, mm-hmm. and all of them are real dog heads snarling at you. <gasps> she like lets out like a shriek and kind of like, like um shoves into like like knocking into Kane. Shit misses the food shoot and it splats on his forehead in his mask, but he can't clean it because he can't reach him. <laughs> Some people around you stop and look and you hear someone from afar like, are you alright? Um Yeah, she like looks back at the the dogs. Are they back to normal? They are, yes. Mmm, that's su- such good br- bread. Wow, I've never had bread like that before in my life. <laughs> Let's cut to... So I feel like we're, we're how everyone's sitting. Kane and Iris are sitting next to each other. Evelyn and Egan are sitting next to each other. And then Zach and Bo are sitting next to each other. That's kind of the pairs that we see. Mm-hmm. Nice. So let's cut back to Bo and Zach. Yeah. Okay. Um, Zach's just kind of trying to take this whole thing um, in. He's very confused that he was just dropped in this situation. Uh, and he's just gonna like, uh, like, place his face a little bit closer to Bo and just uh, whisper like, "So, uh, just enjoy the party and watch for like fun things." Pretty much. I mean, now seems pretty tame. Obviously, we're eating, but um, does Bo like being the leader? Does he know what kind of masks? that have opposed, not opposed him, but have given him grief in the past that he could point out to? Oh, interesting question. Well, it's hard to tell, Bo, because masks change every year, and that's something that you would know. People just kind of pick them at their whim, how they're feeling. However, something that the group would have missed because you arrived just a bit late, uh, Bo, you know this, is that the Phoenix is also known as the Keeper of Secrets. 
So you know that the Keeper of Secrets is the most mysterious role of this brigade. It's not chosen by the active leader because you basically stopped being the, the leader bow as soon as you got there today. Your term ended. So it's kind of like a first among equals. And this Keeper of right. Secrets is essentially the arbitrator of the vote that gets uh, elected or picked only by their predecessor. So no one ever knows who has the ceremonial role. They're obviously barred from being leader, um, but they kind of they they control this whole r retreat. Okay, so I don't know who the keeper of secrets is, but the leader before me knows who it is because they leader the leader before me picked the keeper. Uh, uh yes, so the keeper before the keeper picks the keeper, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Um then yeah, he's honestly just trying to keep an eye out. Like he's probably talking to a lot of the like the other members there so not to seem like oh that guy seems a little off, but um, yeah, I think he's a little distracted right now from the AV club. Okay, yeah. Zach, can you give me a plus cold roll, please? Plus cold. Uh, that's a 10. Oh my God, that's great. So Zach, as you're kind of also scanning the room with Bo, you see that there seems to be closest to you because you're near the closest to the end of the table. You see that at the foot of the table, there's like a little bit of this kind of tapestry metalwork display. And on it, it says the founding families. And you see that there's a bunch of, it seems to be 12 banners with all different last names. You can't see them quite. Do you want to get up and, and take a look? The founding families. Ugh, that sounds so boring. Evelyn! Yeah. I mean, um, owl, owl, no, not owl, kitty cat, Psst. hey, put, hey. What, what is it? Nerd shit, over there, look, founding families. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm just gonna, I'll, I'll, I'll just stay back here then, cool? Oh, okay, yeah, sounds good, I'll check it out. All right, sweet man, thanks, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, she actually kind of gets a little bit excited about checking it out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you go to check it out over here? Oh, yeah. Yeah, people are starting to move around. Some people don't eat a lot. So okay. at this point, I'll say you can move without being super noticed. Oh, okay, um, okay. As you get up and move towards this tapestry with metal, Evelyn, you see that there is a list of 12 founding families. Uh -huh. And it, it alludes to that. It says, these are the brave ones who rejected the gift. And that's what it says in Latin. And then it says, they were the ones that took the bull by its horns. Hmm. And you see a list of all of these families. Some of them sound familiar. You see the St. Vincent family. You see the Benevino family. You see the Addersworn family. Oh, shit. <laughs> and as you look at all these lists and all of these names you don't know very well. However, you can see that on them are little crests for all the years that they've arrived. And what's peculiar is that the Addersworn family haven't been here since the 50s. That's okay. the last crest that they have. So something's happened clearly in that time, but that's what you get from that. Mm, but you can okay. see that it's the sprawl of 12 families. What do you do? Is it, I'm just going to look at, is there anything else that I notice about, about it? Like anything in the images that stands out to me? Roll plus cold for me, because I just want to see as you kind of scan all of this. Okay. Oh, that is not good. That's a five. 
Okay, so you're not really quite <laughs> able to make sense from that. We're going to cut back to Dr. Egan. Dr. Egan, I'm sorry, but there's no blood at this okay. banquet, so what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of put a little bit of pasta and stuff on my, my dish, but I'm just kind of moving around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> pretend. Is there anything that you want to do specifically, Egan? Yes, actually. So um, so we can get up and move around, so yes, it's not like you we're can locked now. at the table. Okay, so um, she's going to... Um, pretend like she dropped her napkin on the ground. Oh, oh, whoops. And she gets up and she goes over to one of the waiters. I'm assuming there are waiters um, who brought out the food and are they still coming? They are, and they're just in very plain masks. Okay, just like no animals or anything like that. Yeah, like just like plain black or white masks, essentially. Okay, okay. And uh, she goes up to one of the the waiters or waitresses, uh, I don't know who you want to pick for me, but, um, and she says, oh, excuse me, I, I, I'm afraid I dropped my napkin. I was wondering if I could get another, and as soon as she locks eyes with him, she's going to roll hypnotic. Okay. And, <laughs> and try to, let's see if this works. Yeah, get oh, a hypnotic roll. Yes, okay, so this is a 12. So okay, so nice. what do you want? Let's do it. Okay, so, uh, she looks at, um, she looks at the, the waiter and she says, what exactly is going on here? What is this meeting um, really to decide? You see the waiter pull out a pad and write on it very like inconspicuously with um, the waiter's hands behind his back. And he seems to be writing behind his back and he rips out the page and hands it to you and it says, forbidden to speak. And then it says, to choose the next leader of the Carpe Diem Brigade. Yes, I already know that. From that answer, Egan, I'm going to say that you can gather that there's no ulterior motive, at least that they know. Mm -hmm. Okay, and she's going to go up to the statue and take a closer look. Yeah, so as you go and take uh, a look at the statue, the toad figure stands up. The toad figure says, excuse me, everyone. We will be getting uh, the first round of voting now. Please hand in your ballots over the next 10 minutes. And um, you see everyone kind of stand up and start to write different names on ballots and drop them in. So, Egan, we're going to cut to you as you walk towards the statue, kind of leaving that behind. Mm -hmm. Um, You walk towards the statue, Egan, and you see it is, in fact, 12 figures carved, Mm -hmm. standing about 12 feet high each. Um, And they're in this very tight circle. And they have this hand out as if rejecting a gift. And Mm -hmm. on their other hand is holding the sword, kind of in case maybe they get attacked or something. And you see that it's this very tight-knit circle. And in the center of it, um, in the center of those figures, there's like this black stone sitting in the center. I'm assuming that that's the gift. You don't know. Okay, okay, but it, but it looks like um, that they're rejecting something, and that's that center is what they're rejecting. Yes. Okay. Um, and is there anything now that I have a closer look at these statues? Is there anything on the figures that that's sort of unique to them, or are they all the same? Are they all the same? No, no. Each of them are are very different, and they each bear a different crest. So you two see the Adder Sworn crest on one of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so she's gonna walk over to where Evelyn is, then meet up with her. So as you walk over to Evelyn, everyone else at the table, um, you see that pieces of paper are handed out to you all. What do you all do? Uh, <laughs> I think Iris just starts writing uh, Bo's name on it. <laughs> <laughs> Bo, you see Thomas write your um, your name on his. Yeah, he was gonna give Thomas a little a little look through his mask and then write Thomas on his. Okay. 
Zach Kane, who are you writing? Uh, Zach <laughs> is focusing on Bo and trying to get a sense of his feelings and thoughts. Oh, nice. Uh, that's a seven. Okay, it says you can always hear their emotions and fears. Uh, that's just automatic without a, a roll die, but it, uh, die roll. Uh, when you try to hear specific thoughts, gaze into the abyss about it and add one to the roll. Okay, gaze into the abyss. Okay. Uh, so in that case, um, that's a five. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say, um, Bo, what do you want Zach to think you're feeling, whether it's truth or not? Um, does he know, like, Zach's trying to stream him right now? I'm going to say that you get the sense that Zach is staring at you. You think, like, Zach thinks, is kind of focused on it. He's not realizing how obvious he's being, but Bo, you catch it. <laughs> Okay, um, then he's gonna just kind of naturally, when people stare at him, put on an air of confidence, and I have everything under control, basically. That's the vibe you get, Zach. Everything oh. under control. Okay, cool. Uh, Zach's gonna write his name on the ballot. <laughs> <laughs> Bows are yours. Uh, Zach's gonna write Zach's name. Zach's gonna write Zach's <laughs> name. Okay, okay. He's got it under control. <laughs> I love that. So all the ballots get handed in. And as they begin counting the ballots, Egan and Evelyn, you have a little bit. So um, Egan walks up to Evelyn and, and she um, just kind of tells her what she found out from the hypnosis and just looking at the statue. And it sounds like what was said on the statue is really similar to what's over here. Mm-hmm. There's something more going on and, I, and I'm bound to find it, but, but so far everything is, is what Bo said. We heard that the Phoenix guy was the keeper of secrets, right? Yeah, I'll say Bo mentioned okay. it for simplicity. I think he would be a good person to talk to to find out what these tr these secrets are. Yeah. Don't, I, I don't know if we can isolate him, though. He's pretty much the center of tension right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't really see how you'd be able to yeah. at least isolate him, but... <laughs> a gong rings, interrupting you, Evelyn. And you can hear the phoenix, the keeper of secrets, stand up and say, the, All the votes are in. Please gather around that we might read the balance. <laughs> and you see a stack of names is being set by people who got voted. And among them, the secret keeper, after they're all counted, the secret keeper shouts out some names. St. Vincent Thomas Benevino Bo Laurenti Lauren Wilder Zach Who's that guy? <laughs> Sounds so cool <laughs> <laughs> And says a few other names and then says we have not come to a quorum and everyone kind of ah lets out a, a, a big sigh there is not enough to vote for a single winner ones voted will be brought into the second round tomorrow afternoon as is tradition. For now, enjoy tonight's festivities. And the phoenix sinks back into the darkness and the toad goes, everything is prepared. Please go <laughs> about your business. Good night. And sinks into the, the darkness as well. And you see that instantly, like, party lights turn on. <laughs> and, like, it turns into this, like, it's still like a creepy cult, but it's definitely more of, like, a sex party now. Um, Iris turns to... Bowen says, okay, just so I'm following, now we're gonna vote on the people whose names they call tomorrow, and then if someone gets enough votes, then they're the, the head of the group? 
You learn fast, Iris. Come, let's get some drinks. <laughs> Wait. I have um, oh. a certain someone I need to congratulate for their nomination. Who's that? Oh. 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 Let's go see Zach. Um, and he's going to go over to wherever they have the drinks. I'm guessing either a portable mini bar or just like tubs of fucking champagne. Oh, yeah, there are several ice. mini bars around. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay, cool. Um, then he's going to go up to a mini bar, grab uh, some glasses of wine per custom, and he's going to bring one to Thomas and give one to Zach. And he's just going to turn to Zach and go, well, well, well. Um, looks like the underdog swoops in, huh? I mean, if all you need is one vote, <laughs> this is going to be a cinch, you guys. <laughs> Bo actually kind of laughs at this. He's just like, spices it up a little, cheerses him. Zach, do you actually want to become the leader? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I mean, like, I think it'd be pretty cool to have, like, a cult behind my side, you know? Just, uh, that's how Freddie Mercury did it, right? There's <laughs> an audience. Um, exactly. If I can get them to like fucking enjoy the power of rock and roll, maybe we're <laughs> onto something, you know? Get a little merch club going on. I don't know. Wait, Bo, do you know this Laurent Brittany person? Heard it. Her name's come up a couple of times in the uh, the previous elections, but well, of course she hasn't won any. Excuse. Fucking me. And behind you, you see the four dogs have all come behind you. And she opens up the mouth flap of her mask. And even just from that little bit, the unmistakable lipstick design, you see the mouth of Lauren L. No way. Oh my God. Bo's going to look at her and say, well, 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 finally decided to dress the part of a bitch this year, haven't we? (laughs) (laughs) They, they, like, all all the dogs kind of, like, like, they they actually, like, growl a little bit. And Lauren L. in the center says, oh, Bo, you think that you're going to win three times in a row? That's hilarious. We're going to see your whole family legacy burn up in a single vote tomorrow. You don't understand, Bo. Your time has come. People are... This brigade is going to change. We have to change. Things are changing, and you refuse to change with it. So we're going to do it for you, aren't we, girls? Yeah! They all say. Iris whispers to Kate, I'm really happy I didn't go up to them now. (laughs) (laughs) And don't think we didn't recognize your voices. We know exactly who you are, and we still don't forgive you for destroying our house, do we, girls? No. We still have to wake up to the sound of construction every single morning. It's taken a whole year. Do you know what kind of contracting work we had to do? We had to rip up the whole subfloor. Your brothers and his buddies destroyed the house, okay? Yeah, how's he doing, by the way? He's enjoying Texas? (laughs) <laughs> Honestly, the last time we saw him, he was getting through the Texas border. We haven't seen him since, okay? Oh, jeez. Thrasher is still very much at large. Lauren, <laughs> uh, Lauren, what kind of changes do you want to implement here? Maybe maybe I'd, I'd be interested in joining your side. <laughs> like, like we want someone like you, some, what, new money loser, right, girls? <laughs> you want to implement changes, but you don't want to bring on people who are willing to be on. 
you're an idiot, Lauren. Oh, How? you don't understand. You don't understand. <laughs> By bringing changes, I mean we need to go back. We need to correct the mistake that these stupid fucking 12 families, these 12 families that speak for all of us now, guess what? There's a new brigade. There's new families in. And we say they made a mistake. They turned down this sacred gift. Well, we want it. We fucking want it and we deserve it. Do you know who we are? All of us. Every single one of us here deserves it. We're better than everybody else. That's how it works. <laughs> Iris whispers to Bo. She's like, I'm pretty sure we found your group. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Lauren, this whole thing is bullshit anyway. Whatever gift was offered is meaningless. I'm surprised you don't know better, actually, accepting gifts from strange people. I mean, you don't really know the terms of this gift, do you? Shame on you. We call it having a little faith, Bo, but I wouldn't be surprised. Someone as faithless as you wouldn't understand. Sad, broken, alone, doomed to a family running out of money and influence to spin out into nothing. I don't know, Britt. Sounds a lot like you don't know what's going on and probably didn't even know how to sign up, right? <laughs> or the repercussions. Hey, Bo, why don't you just uh, tell us all that so that Brittany doesn't feel so embarrassed, eh? <laughs> what's going on here, man? Well, Zach... Or sorry, well, Tiger, <laughs> whoever is nominated becomes leader of the Carpe Diem Brigade, and they're charged with maintaining the secrecy and security of the brigade until next year's election. And you like this job, dude? Including financial, information, and, shall we say, morale. And let's not forget acting as arbitrator for all the major deals that within all of the families who run this. There is massive financial incentive, and Bo, I'm afraid that your time has come. You're obsolete. You're holding us back. And, well, we need to move forward. Lauren, faith is horseshit when you can put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> we'll see how far your money gets you tomorrow, Bo. Let's go, girls. We have drugs to do. And she turns around and walks away. Oh, and then she goes, oh, and Bo, one more thing. I wouldn't be surprised if by tomorrow you already get a very clear message that you're not wanted here anymore. And they walk away laughing. <gasps> Bo, that doesn't sound good. I need alcohol. And a lot of it right now. Who's with wait, me? Wait, 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 Bo, Bo, Bo. Okay, so we just need to ha make sure you get more votes than her, right? Tomorrow? Essentially, but... I don't think that's what it, she means by that last part. Well, yeah, it sounded like a threat, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But besides that, what if we just spend the night just talking you up and, and you can, you know, be your charming self and I'm sure you could get more votes than her. Darling Iris, I'm fine in that department. Now, Dr. Regan and Evelyn, I noticed you were investigating. Yes. We were just wandering okay. around. I, mean, I hope not. I don't want her to. Yes. Yes. Including talking to the wait staff, which a normal brigader would never do. So uh, I advise uh, uh, caution. You're supposed to be a rich twat like myself. So please do not talk down. Twit. Twit. I said twit. Oh, oh, twit. My bad. My bad. Fair enough. No, I, I just I uh, needed a new napkin, and uh, but this is good to know. Thank you. Oh, you're good, doctor. Mm. Um, I have an idea to maybe protect you, Bo. I'm gonna have to go look around the forest, but if I can find what I need, I might be able to just make sure you have some eyes on you, even when you're sleeping. All right. He kind of gets a little, like, uncomfortable. Thank you. Thank you, Iris. Of course. Now, the rest of you, 
Let's get fucking wasted. <laughs> you know what? Why didn't you get started, Bo? I want to talk to my um, my friends here. And All right. That person you were talking to, do you want me to keep an eye on her? That would be beneficial. Cat, thank you. Oh, crap. I keep, Iris keeps saying Bo. <laughs> I know. I think I said Iris, too. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so bad at this. I'm pretty sure I've said Kane and Zach, too. Wow. <laughs> 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 using names. Yes. Um, sir, what what should we call you in your mask? <laughs> How about great man? Great man. <laughs> oh, I like that. Great man. I, I mean, it's it's vines, but if, if you want to call me great man, I can't exactly bitch about it. <laughs> yeah, it's Brittany's job. Now be a dear and go get us some drinks. Hmm? <laughs> now you're talking. Now you're talking. And he turns around and goes towards the bar with, um, I think he's going to meet his nymphs over there. Oh, Bo, we've just poured some absinthe. Come, darling. <laughs> did you get? Did you remember the sugar cube this time, Thomas? Oh, yeah. Okay, I forgot. But they're here anyway. <laughs> Let's go. And they start drinking, leaving the group alone. Okay, so I turn to the rest of the group and I say, I don't know what to make of this. This is... It hasn't lied to us. They're trying to 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 uh, determine the leader, but there's something more going on. There, I, I don't know what this gift is, and I think we need to find out what it is because I'm not entirely sure. I trust. I still trust him, Mr. Great Man. What does it matter what the gift is? We're just here to make sure that he, you know, gets what he needs. He asked us to do a favor for him. Yeah, and he's he's got like he's won this like a couple times, so. Can't be that bad, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they want the gift this badly, they could be willing to sabotage for it. So Mm -hmm. I think we should probably know what it is. Have you seen the phoenix anywhere at this party? Um, no, not... We can go looking for him, though. Um, all right. I'm going to go look for the phoenix. Um, I'm going to go look in the forest. Okay. And yeah, I'm going to try to tail Brittany, I guess. Sounds good. Zach, Kane, what, what are you going to do? Kane? I mean, um, giraffe? Uh, I mean, uh, giraffe <laughs> and, um, and, uh, what are you, Zach? Uh, tiger. Tiger. El Tigre. Tiger. 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 Um, <laughs> giraffe and tiger. That is a good question. That's I a guess a really good question. Shit, man. <laughs> Zach, what, Zach, why, why don't you and I just kind of, uh, Party through the party, yeah, and uh, and see if anything interesting comes up. I have a hoverboard; it could be a great uh, little entertainment oh. piece, dude. Yeah. Okay. That's badass as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, break break team uh, and go. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Egan and um, Evelyn, I'll say because you're both kind of seeking out people, you'll stick together until you see your respective people. Okay. okay. Um, Iris, you're going to go to the forest. Zach and Kane, you're going to go to party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's go to Iris first. Iris, what are you going to do in the forest? Um, she's basically just looking around, trying to find like an animal because she hasn't seen anything. And she's also slightly afraid everywhere she looks that she's going to like hallucinate again. The first <laughs> thing that you come across is, is a crow. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, I'm... Hi. I'm, I'm Iris. Ah! Um, Iris. Ah! Yeah. Um. Hey, I was ah! wondering if you could do a favor for me since you're so 
um, sleek and sexy, and uh, you can hide up in trees. Oh, you're so nice. That's so good. Ooh. I haven't had a good compliment in years. You're so kind. Ooh. Here, <gasps> look how strong I am. He like flexes oh, his wow. wings. Mm, oh yeah. Mm, mm. Check it out. Oh yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, relax. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. Oh, ooh. Um, so listen, I was wondering if you could um, kind of keep an eye on someone for me and let me know if she uh, goes up and sees a friend of mine. And if there's anything I can do for you in return, I'd be happy to do it. Um, can I sleep in your tent? It's it's gonna rain tonight. I don't want to get rained on. Oh, of course you can sleep in the tent. We have I have lots of animals back at home, so it's no no trouble. Oh, great, 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 Dale, Dale. Okay, okay. Um, so here, just just come come land on my shoulder for a second, and I'll point out the people for you. Yeah, and the, uh, the crow lands on your shoulder. Okay, so that person in that mask over there. Um, make sure you memorize what she's wearing in case she's takes her mask off or something, so you know you it's her. You don't see Lauren right now. Oh, no. Okay. You uh, do see Bo. You do see Bo. Okay, Bo. so that's the person that you're keeping track of that might be in danger. Um, all right, all right, danger, danger. And um, I guess just stay on my shoulder and I'll try to walk you around until I find Lauren again. I don't know where she went to. What a lovely bird. I'll give you a million <gasps> oh. and a half dollars for it. Huh. Hi. Some some stranger in a uh, lemur mask walks up to you and says that. Oh, uh, that's okay. I don't really need any more money. Five million. Oh. Bob. I'm ten. Oh, oh. Why do you? Oh I'm I'm sorry. Why are you? There's crows everywhere. But you got it to lay it on your shoulder. I want it. You you have it, and now I want it. Oh. Um. Well, these animals aren't really for sale, sir. Fine, I'll remember that, little miss. Um, Iris, I mean, bunny, <laughs> rabbit. Iris. Ooh, hmm. I mean, um, that's not my and name. The, the mask is. walks away in, as, <gasps> as you're trying to convince oh. them that like, oh no, I messed up. God they just, damn they it. They just walk away. So on that, our camera's gonna cut to Zach and uh, Kane. Zach and Kane, you enter into more of this <laughs> this party. Um, Bo and the his nymphs are around the bar doing shots right now. What are you two gonna do? I I turn to Zach and I just say, you know, Zach, th that whole cult thing back there really f freaked me out. Like, yeah, man, I really don't know what's going that? on. That's fucking yeah, like for real, <laughs> dude. I was like, I was okay with I, shit. Then holy fuck. I guess I'm just like confused as to why we're here, you know, like he says he brought us to protect and keep an eye out for these fanatics, but I mean, he seems like he has a, a lot of friends in high places and I, I mean, I saw him kiss Thomas and that kind of bothered me just because I thought we had a little something special and I, uh, oh. I, oh. I don't know. Oh, I mean, I, I, if you want it, go for it. Grab the bull by the horns, he would say, right? Huh? <laughs> I guess I'm just confused as to why we're here, and uh, it's kind of throwing me off. He, he's he got us here for some reason, right? Just, oh, we're not dancing. Okay, just dance. Okay, yep. Follow the music. And you know what? You know what? You know what? <laughs> okay. And Kane kind of starts moving side to side. <laughs> um, and he says, you know what? The others have their jobs. They're following people. I don't really think Lauren L's going to do anything that bad, so... Why don't we just have a good time tonight? What's she gonna do? Get her brother on us again? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, okay. Hello, boys. 
Thomas St. Vincent interrupts both of you and says, Hello, Mr. Tiger, looking at Zach. I hear that you like to party, so here's a triple scotch. And Mr. Giraffe, he looks at Kane. I hear that you don't drink, but that's all right. I got you a virgin strawberry daiquiri with a straw to accommodate. And can you see it's this massive bendy straw that will go all the way down your giraffe gullet. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> okay, Kane's feeling the vibes again. He's like, that's awesome. Thank well, you. He starts down. When and wherever the fuck we are, right? Bo, you see those two dancing. What do you do? Um, He's going to yell for them. So, Kane, Zach, come here. Who are those guys? Oh. <laughs> it's giraffe and tiger now, up, man. Oh, oh sorry, fuck. Great dude. Giraffe, tiger, come here. Uh, Mr. Grape. Um, he's got this like amazingly intricate crystal goblet of absinthe with the sugar cube in it, and he's just gonna. <laughs> Eric, is there a keg? Oh yeah. Okay. Totally. Um, he's gonna look at Zach and he's go. You ever hear of the Boston Fountain? What's that? You're doing it right now. Oh shit! Get ready. Zach. Okay. Okay. Um, and him and Thomas are gonna get ready behind Zach's legs to, f and uh, Vanessa's gonna go over, ready to let the fucking keg rip. Uh, yeah, Zach um, just like uh, bats uh, Thomas away and just like gets on the keg himself. Oh shit! Oh, he yeah. starts like pushing up on it. Like this isn't his first rodeo. Ooh, I want you to roll for hot for me, Zach. Oh. Oh, that's a four and a six. Uh, Twelve. Oh, baby. Nice. Zach, I'm going to say, nice. like, you fucking kick up, and you're you're just, like, holding a handstand right now on this keg by yourself. Just, like, nobody helping you. Pure ab strength doing it alone. <laughs> and uh, just chugging the shit out of this right now. Kane wants to start a tiger chant. Tiger, 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 Zach, you have like you have like twenty people cheering tiger right now. It's it's like the fucking cast of Lion King is around you cheering you right now. And Bo's gonna yell. Now close your mouth, shoot. He's gonna go up and close Zach's mouth, shoot, like as tight as he can, I guess. So the the beer starts getting into his mask now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, Zach, it begins to fill up your mask until you feel it pass your eyelids. Sweet. Uh, Zach oh. waits until it's like soaked in his hair. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Um, and Bo, like, you have, like, visual confirmation of this as you can see it kind of filling up and going out different cracks in the mask. Bo's gonna grab his shoulder, like, drag him down from the keg, open the mouth chute, and as the beer is cascading into his own mouth, he's gonna kiss Zach through the mask. Oh, oh my god! Oh. <laughs> yes. And then afterwards, he's gonna go, and that is the Boston Fountain. Well, um, <laughs> yeah. That is the Boston Fountain. Yeah, high fives. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tiger! Great man! The whole cast is cheering. <laughs> and uh, Kane puts his hand on Bo's shoulder and says, I gotta tell you, man, this is the second party in a row that you're blowing our minds. I just wanted to say thank you. But while he's talking to him, uh, I would like to use one of my infernal bargains. Uh, yes, uh, Uncanny please. voices. You can give the dark power a string in order to realize a secret about someone you're talking to. The owner of that character mm. will reveal one of their secret fears, secret desires, or secret strengths. One of those three. Okay, so Bo, when he he kind of like puts his hand on you, like, hey man, I really appreciate. It. What, um, out of those three, Bo, what do you want him to pick up on? Um, 
I'm gonna go secret fear just to make it interesting. Okay. So what what sort of fear does he pick up on, Bo, when he kind of touches your shoulder? Um, so you kind of get the flash of a tree that just kind of all its leaves wither and and its bark just starts to peel off until it's left with nothing. The ground is ash. Um, and then you just kind of see Bo in simple clothes looking just beaten down just walking over and the ash is kind of billowing up around him and he's just kind of looking down um and his shoulders are just shrunken in defeat like he is nothing okay um and uh so as uh kane's saying thank you he says um so is this the plan for tonight we're gonna be partying all night or uh I, I know you brought us here because you wanted help. Um, I just wanted to ask, like, anything you want me to do, I will do it for you, man. I got your back. You just, uh, just, just let me know. Don't be afraid to open up, you know? You know, just have fun, man. And he kind of pulls you closer, and he just says, Remember, your enemies strike when they think you're weak. When they um. think your guard is down. And what better time to have your guard down than at a party? And then he gives him a little kiss. Um, says, you're welcome to join in the uh, the fun if you'd um, like. Uh, only if it's an emergency. Mm. <laughs> oh, he turned down a menage for love. <laughs> so as that happens, our camera is going to fade to Egan and Evelyn. Egan and Evelyn, you've been panning through the crowd for uh-huh. some time. And Egan, you haven't seen... Like as as you're all kind of per, like walking through, you've walked through the party atmosphere. Mm-hmm. This 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 kind of sprawling area has a lot of different areas. So you pass by, you see that everyone has like tents mm-hmm. and things laid yeah. out. Um, you 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 see that like bow. Um, it, it says like Bo Benavino plus um, five, and like there, <laughs> there, there's like tents laid out for like a- everyone, like way at the end. So I'm gonna say oh, over this time you've gotten a good layout of the whole place. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna ask about the tents because I know you mentioned them earlier. Right. Okay. Yeah. And as you pass through some of the other tents, you see that one of them it's very extravagantly decorated is labeled Lauren L. And she doesn't see you, but you see a figure in a chihuahua mask step out and head towards what looks to be this kind of outdoor theater. So with that, what do you both do? Um, so I pointed out to Evelyn and mm-hmm. I said, oh, there's your girl. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you Can want you... to follow her? Yeah, yeah, I think we want to follow her, but should we make sure that the tent is empty? Maybe there's some information in there. Do you want to check out the tent and I follow her? I have a plan. <laughs> you follow her. I'm going to uh, use my special morph suit. Yes, what? perfect. Yes, <laughs> oh. right. Oh, that's right, everyone doesn't know. <laughs> so, all right, so I'll, I'll go check, the, I'll go check the tents, right? Okay, perfect. Okay, good luck. Good luck, Dr. Egan. So are you going to use your black morph suit to become knight? Yes. Essentially, become shadow? Yes, okay, so give me a roll for, for feathers, please. Yes, and I really hope this works. Please. Oh, yeah, okay, so that's that's a 12. Oh, my God. So literally, yes. Egan, like, fucking Superman, you, like, unbutton your clothes, and there's just a black morph suit underneath? That's crazy. I kind of hide behind a place to be this <laughs> yeah. yeah, so... And as you strip it off and zip up your mask, mm-hmm. you become shadow. I'm shadow. 
Oh, what's, what's the thing <laughs> that they say? What they were saying, like, we are, sh- we are shadow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are shadow. shadow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, I'm going to go over to the, um, what was it, Laurentian? Yeah, so you enter Brittany's tent, and upon entering, you can see that she's got some pictures of her dogs, a collection of of magazines, including that Forbes Arabella St. Vincent article, and a locked desk. What do you do with that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I wish I had my my psi powers. I would use use uh, knock and open it. Uh, no, okay, I can't. <laughs> okay, is there anything on the desk? Like, there's nothing would... suspicious on the desk. Like just I said, just a few magazines, okay. including that uh, Arabella article, but nothing else. Okay. Um. Uh. And is there anything? Because first, the first thing I do is I would look for a key. Is there anything that might look like it might hold a secret key or like? A... No. It, it, it. Like I said, it's it's very much just like a setup tent. Like it's not like there's a lot of room that she would have had to hide things. Like it, right. it's it's pretty basic. Just an open okay. floor with a bed and a desk and a chair, and there's like a mini fridge in there. Can I just try to open the drawer just by brute force? Yeah. Floors? Okay. Totally. What do I roll Give me a volatile that? roll, please. Volatile. That's a good one. That is an eleven. Oh my god, Egan, you put your hand on it and you pull and you don't realize your vampire's strength and like it just cracks and and you bring out like the whole drawer with your arm. (laughs) Did I do that? (laughs) And Egan, inside you see like a bundle of letters. Oh, alright. Okay, um, what about the letters? Who are they dressed to? They are dressed to Lauren L. Okay, I open one. Is Is it open or... Uh, they, they are open. It's, it's like a piece of twine kind of ties them all right. together. Okay. So I assume you just kind of delicately open it up and read the, the top one. Maybe not delicately, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, uh, and, and we can only see Egan right now in the shadows that are being cast. So it looks like, it looks like someone's standing there, but because of the darkened room, it's just a shadow being cast and nobody's casting the shadow. Um, and Egan, you read and it says, Dearest Lauren, the time has soon come. The false prophets will be overthrown, and we will rejoin our Lord once again. Stay strong, and stay faithful, your servant. And it's just signed, your servant? Yes, it is. Do I recognize the handwriting at all? I would say you don't. Okay, I look through a second one. Similar, or...? This one is a little bit further back, and it Mm -hmm. says, Dearest Lauren, thank you for reaching out to me. I'm doing all that I can to bring you into the fold. Just know that what your uh, what your forebears rejected, you shall not be rejected. For our Lord is merciful, Mm. your servant. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm actually I might as well just you know unless there's anybody coming I'm gonna continue to read to gather all the information I can so from these letters what what do I gather yeah so the further you go back in the letters Egan the less intense about this stuff it gets clearly it just seems like they were establishing a rapport uh, Lauren really opened up mm-hmm. to this servant person. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, she talks a lot about the struggle she's had with her family and at school. And this servant person has been more than happy to answer and, and reassure Lauren that things are okay and that things are going well. However, you do find one. And the servant mentions something along the lines that I had a dream last night. 
and a voice spoke to me and told me all sorts of things that opened my eyes, and I was saved. And you can be saved too, Lauren. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, so Egan, you kind of get the sense, it's almost like you stumbled Mm. upon like a collection of religious letters or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so she's going to uh, delicately um, tie up the the letters again and to the best of her ability, try to make it look like nobody actually pulled out the drawer. (laughs) So as you're doing that, um, well, I want you to roll It's Showtime and give me plus cold to see how well you can fix that drawer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh my god, okay, that's a five. Okay, so you're gonna snap it back in, and no matter how much you try it, it like, it's crooked. Yeah. Uh, I just say, oh, fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) And as we see this wisp of shadow pocket all these letters and disappear into the darkness, our camera is going to fade away from you, Dr. Egan, and open up on Evelyn. Evelyn, as you make your way into this small theater, uh, this outdoor theater, you see that it looks like a mini amphitheater in the sense that it's kind of carved into the ground deep and the stage is down in the front and has these beautiful woodworkings and canopies holding it together. And instead of a play, it looks like there's some sort of interpretive dance going on. You can see that Lauren L. has made her way to like the third or fourth row off to the side, but down front and center, you see the phoenix and the toad silently watching this happen. And Evelyn, as you look around, most of the seats are packed, but there's a few empty seats near the very uh, top and back of the theater. So are you going to try to take one of them? Uh, yeah, she's going to very quietly and um, cautiously try to get sit in that seat without anyone really noticing her. You take a seat and you hear like a squeak as somebody next to you leans in and you see that it is the owl mask of Dominica. Mm. And she says, hello, cat lady. Hello. I see that you have a neck for theater. I enjoy it sometimes and the people who watch it. Do you see what we present now? And you see that there are 12 dancers and they're each dancing around this kind of central figure shrouded in black robes. Mm -hmm. And these figures are doing this twirling dance and their arms are doing this motion where it looks like they're rejecting the center figure. And you hear music being played accompanying it. And Dominica leans to you and she says, they tell the story of our origins, young lady. Right, the 12 founding families? The 12 families were summoned, but you see, it was not 12 families. It was 24. What? 24 of the most powerful families in New England were summoned. As to why they were summoned, we do not know. But summoned they were. They were told by a wise figure who has been lost to history. The wise figure promised them power uncounted. Twelve families were, shall we say, seduced. And you see that, in fact, there are twelve other um, figures in the back kind of bound and shackled as if representing those families. Mm. The twelve original families rejected the gift. And they decided to form the brigade so that their power and their influence would be saved from the wrath 
of those that they shunned. We are the descendants, you see, trying to do our best, still unaware of what happened to our 12 compatriots who left. So you haven't, you don't know what happened to any of those families that chose to take this power? We have never seen or heard from them again. Great and powerful families disappeared in one night. And she almost interrupts herself and kind of makes this grimace face holding her sides as if she's in a little bit of pain, then stops. <clears throat> so yes, it's as much as a mystery to me. You said that there were 12 families that chose to take the power and you don't know what happened to them. The St. Vincent's. The other swarms, the Bellavinos, all rejected this power. And through the brigade, they stay powerful. It is the only way we continue to reject the gift that they say was too horrible to imagine. What if one of the families who rejected it want to take it again? That appears what is going on, or perhaps the newer factions. There are those, the brigade has grown. We are not 12 families anymore. My family was not one of the 12, and yet we are still here. It grows. People come in, new ideas, fear. You know how this is. And at this point, the dancers have kind of gone to the floor and you see that they're each kind of collectively um, creating an image where they're pulling themselves out of this gravity pull of this center figure in the dark robe. Okay. And kind of climbing up to the light to be free. Mm. And do you know anything about what kind of power was offered them? I mean, I'm assuming that black robed figure represents the power, but... Do you know anything more specific about it? All that is said is that the 12 families recoiled in horror when they heard the cost. And it wasn't money. I think I might have an idea where you're going with this. If you do, be sure to let me know. I'm so curious what they turned down. Power is, of course, very attractive. Wouldn't you agree? The dance ends and everyone begins to clap. And the phoenix stands up and says, This concludes the evening's informal ceremonies. Please, good night, everyone. The tally begins tomorrow afternoon. And the phoenix leaves through the back of the stage as if no one else is allowed to go that way. And Evelyn, you smell smoke. And it's coming from the tents. And you hear someone go, oh my God, fire, fire. And our camera fades away from you, Evelyn. Shit. Our camera oh opens God. back up on Iris. So, Iris, last we left you, you were in the woods. What would you like to be doing now as everyone's kind of walking around exploring the various areas of this retreat? She'll go back to wherever um, Kane and Bo and uh, Zach are. Okay. So you all regroup with Iris. And you see that she's got a crow on her shoulder now. Hey, guys, how's it going? 
Whoa, 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 look at the crow. (laughs) 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 Wow, you guys have had a lot of fun party time while I was gone, huh? Iris, look at the straw. Look at the straw. He starts pulling it out of his mouth. It just keeps going. I'm still pulling it. It's still going. (laughs) Bunny, you should have seen Tiger when he did that Boston fountain. It was amazing. Oh, Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I have no doubt he'd be good at anything that's party related. Um, <laughs> so guys, I have this crow. They're going to um, take a, a watch out over your tent, um, Bo. And hopefully that uh, takes care of things and you're protected a bit. That, that, that's, that's great. Thanks, thanks, crow. He's going to go in for a fist bump with the crow. And uh, Kane, <laughs> he's going to be, they're going to be sleeping with us tonight. The crow? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. Hey, bring him home. Add to the zoo. For a second there, I thought you meant I'd be sleeping with you tonight. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I think we'll be okay tonight, but last night was great. Don't get me wrong. That's I... cool. Mm-hmm. Kane leans into Iris and just says, um, so I think the plan here is that he's trying to look vulnerable to kind of set himself as bait. But uh, we should probably keep an eye out on him and to just kind of go to the party until something happens. Okay. Also, by the way, it happened again. Did you see that? See what? Um, well, um, I had another weird hallucination thingy. So, yeah, at dinner. That's why I shrieked and bumped into you. It wasn't the bread. Oh. I was just acting. Okay, <laughs> if it happens one more time, I'm, I'm, I'm calling my bestie and I got to talk to him. <laughs> okay. Okay, but yeah, we'll keep an eye out. So, um, yeah, that sounds good. So, Bo, what would you like to do now? Mm, I want to get another drink. <laughs> <laughs> how's Bo looking at this point? Yeah, he sounds how is like he he's looking? <laughs> a little um, faded. I think a little faded. Okay. Um, like I, I think some of it is an act to seem a little more vulnerable, but he's mm. definitely had a lot more than he probably should have. Okay, oh. okay. <laughs> um, actually, Iris is gonna take a second, and um, Eric, if it's okay, she wants to use um, Jimmy's stuck down the well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. So I, feel, I feel like she goes, hey, I'm going to go get a straw for this lovely giraffe. Hey, can you take the pro for a second, Kate? I mean, giraffe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. The, the crow rests on the very top of your giraffe helmet. Oh my god, I'm taller. This is amazing. <laughs> Spread your little wings, buddy. And she just kind of walks away for a second. And so um, basically when something bad is happening or just about to somewhere you aren't and you want to intervene, roll dark. So let's see what I get. Oh my god, I'm going to use one of Evelyn's re-rolls because that was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so much better. Um, okay, that's an... Oh my god, math. Nine. Um, so basically okay. what happens is you get there late in time to intervene, but not to prevent altogether. And so she's kind of focusing in on the whole Lauren debacle thing. Yeah. So Iris, as you're thinking about Bo and keeping him safe and all this stuff with Lauren, you sense before the crow even says a single word, you smell smoke in your nose. <gasps> And the, and the smell is kind of picking up and you look and you see there's a bunch of tents towards the smell. Oh my, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. She like runs back to the group. She's like, fire, fire, fire. Over there at the tents, everybody. Um, okay, Bo, is that your tent? Shit. He's going to run over. He doesn't know whose it is yet, but he's just running. As you head over, because again, you can't see the fire. Iris just went by her smell. And she's just running. 
And Iris, as you run and everyone follows you, you see that like there's just this very faint glowing ember in the distance. And you see and you pass the sign that says Bo Bellavino plus five. <gasps> and you see that three of those five tents are on fire. Oh, They're shit. starting to smolder. What do you do? Um, is there anybody? I got it. I got it. I got it. Um, Zach's gonna. Uh, does he have his guitar on him? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see where this goes. Zach is going <laughs> to play the guitar. Just like, hey, everybody, let let's just go over here and don't look at that. It's fine. It's fine. And as he's playing the guitar, he's gonna try to like control the flames. But try to do it kind of subtly. Yeah. Okay. Give me a roll for that, please. Smokes, you could do that. I think it's a dark for that, right? Yeah. Uh, So that's just the roll. It's fuck. That's a. That's cool. That's a five. Oh. Well, and you have that guitar with you because it's it's literally a Zippo lighter, right? So like whenever you open it up. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. So. You go to pull out your Zippo lighter and click it, and this it turns into a massive guitar, and, and you go to play it, but it, you play nicely, Zach. But it doesn't control the fires. It's just it's it's all too much. Can can Iris do something quick too before I forget? Um, can she run to the crow and tell it to? She goes, hey, can you go up in the air and fly around and see if you can find out who started the fire and where they're going? Yeah, uh, well now, and the crow flies up and takes off into the sky, and you hear people go, oh my god, fire, fire! And people start screaming, and people start gathering around this three-tent blaze. Uh, things are continuously de- uh, burning, so is anyone wanting to go in, or are you just going to um, Iris is going to run into one. She doesn't want anybody to get hurt. Okay, you run into one, and you see that um, in there is a, uh, a, a passed-out Thomas. He's just kind of out... <gasps> Oh, oh shit! She slapped him on the face a bunch of times. <laughs> oh, oh, Iris, hello. Get out of the tent! It's on fire. What? Oh, and he, he he gets up and he runs out really fast, terrified. Oh, Thomas, you're okay. So glad. <laughs> the... Oh, another competitor. Oh, what the hell happened? They set your tents on fire. I don't know what the fuck's going on, man. But whoever did this shit is gonna pay. No fucking games anymore. Um, he's gonna check the other tents. Yeah, yeah. Ooh for Vanessa and Nika because he doesn't know she's with uh, Evelyn. Yeah, Bo, so as you are trying to, you know, control the crowds that are joining in, looking for your friends, some people are helping you put out the tents, but the flames are really, really hot. Uh, You see Evelyn and Dominica running from the playhouse. You see out of another tent enters Vanessa with, like, probably six or seven just, like, real hunky guys. (laughs) And they all run over to help you out, and everyone's just kind of pitching in and doing what they can. Luckily, you get the sense that no one was in the tents anymore. Uh, Thomas was the last one to kind of run out. Uh, he's safe. But Bo, after you try and try and try, your tents are just left as a smoldering ruin. What do you do? Oh. Um, well, first I was going to say he would have made a beeline straight for Nika, make sure she was okay. Um, oh, Bo, just check on Bo, what her. did they do to your tent? I don't know, but I'm going to find out real fucking quick. And he's going to, um, he's going to look at the crowd and go, I'd like to make a formal address. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. He's going to say, listen up. This, (laughs) this goes far beyond standard conduct. And I know that not all of us are in agreement right now. Let's be plain. There's a schism. But if we want to play with fire, don't come crying when you get burned. 
Mm-hmm. Nice. Whoever did this know we will find out. And when we do, well, there's nothing stopping us. You hear someone from the crowd, Bo, there's too many people for you to tell and everyone's still in masks and you hear someone yell, the true believers will prevail. And people go, y- y- you see like a few people are kind of whispering and muttering to that. Everyone keep a clear head. Change without guidance, without direction, without purpose is just chaos. If we are to remain the Carpe Diem Brigade, we must remain united and look out for our best interests, not the whim of some petty power or some mischievous being meant to captivate us with his tricks. Bo will lead us to ruin! And the reaction's a little bit louder this time. Uh-oh. Oh. Who's, who said that? Iris goes to try and make eye contact. It, it's it's way too hard. Like, what? there are, there's like 70 oh. people all in masks right now. You just okay. can't tell. Mm-hmm. Kane, Kane is prepping his hoverboard in case he needs to grab Bo and hover the, him the hell out of there. <laughs> um. During all of this, um, where is Egan? Like, what's the time frame here? Yeah, at this point, Dr. Egan, you just poked your head out of Lauren L's tent with the letters, and you see there's like a whole block of tents burning right now. <laughs> okay, so I, I didn't know what just happened. Did I catch the, the end, end of his speech? Or you definitely it... did, definitely. Yeah. Um, so she's going to continue to kind of sneak around because she heard the person say, um, you know, Bo will leave it, lead us to ruin. She's going to try to isolate who said that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, it, it, you, you, you miss them saying that right. right away, but you're kind of circling around the crowd. Bo, do you want to address them anymore? Clearly the crowd is starting to get, um, more and more getting restless right now. I think he's starting to panic a little bit and it's coming out as a lot of anger because he's never had to deal with this before everything mm. is always unquestioning loyalty and now he's in a position where his money and his influence can't save him so he's just gonna say lead you to ruin i am the only thing the only thing stopping this brigade from being subservient to the whims of those who would control your assets control your very minds this, this being, this power, don't you see it's nothing but a trick? A trick by those who would enslave you, who would captivate your minds with allures of illusionary power. For what? <laughs> a gift. I say we make our own gifts. We are the greatest gift that God has put on this green earth. And we, if we give that up, we are no better than the sods who bow to us. And Bo, as you say that, with the smolders still behind you, you can sense that a lot of the group is giving you these eyes that are untrusting and a bit angry right now. Um, can Zach try one thing? Yes, you can. Um, he's gonna, like, very softly play on the guitar and try to coax those flames into uh, to doing something for him. Okay. Uh... That's a that's a nine. It's close. Uh, okay. <clears throat> but what he wants to do is create the shape of a bull. 
in the flames. Nice. To kind of crescendo what Bo is saying. That's cool. That's That's really cool. So I'm going to say you don't quite get that, Zach, with the nine. It's a partial success. But what you manage to do is as you're playing those strings, Bo finishes his speech on like, we are, you know, like, let's make our own gifts. And you see kind of two pillars of fire open up on either side of him and Mm. like illuminate the crowd more and dissipate. And like that, Zach, is probably what made the crowd leave peacefully. Mm. Oh, thank mm. God. <laughs> Everyone kind of went quiet by that. They were a bit disturbed by what the implications of that could be, and they were kind of reminded who was the boss. <laughs> and they slowly and quietly disappear into the night to their tents, leaving all of you behind. Nice mm-hmm. job, Zephyr. Iris goes to uh, Bo and Zach and says, hey, um, so obviously Bo is not safe sleeping where people think he's going to sleep, so Zach, maybe you can like sneak him into your tent? Uh, my tent was uh, actually that one. <laughs> he plants like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, well, someone else's then? I don't know. But we just, I feel like we need to sneak him somewhere where they're not going to know he is, you know? Yeah, is there anywhere uh, safe that you know of, Bo? And he's just kind of shaking right now, and you can see that, like, it's leftover rage, but it's slowly, like, you kind of think it's turning to panic, and he just goes, I don't know. You think I'll be able to sleep right now? Well, you don't have you don't have to sleep. Hey, do we all have our own tent, Eric? Yeah, Bo had a collection of them, so most of them are burned at this point. Wait, 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 wait. Um, can we just go into a tent real quick? I want to try something. Sure. Yeah, we got two here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You still have two. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. Um, Zach's gonna go into the tent. Okay. And just, uh, you'll see a finger come out of the tent hole and just, like, beckon someone in. (laughs) Kane takes the bait. Okay. He goes right in. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Zach takes off his mask and gives it to Kane. Oh. Oh, shit. Should we, should we switch outfits, too? Uh, (laughs) no, no. You switch outfits with Bo. I'll take his mask, and we just kind of keep shuffling throughout the night. Nice. I love that. That's a really good idea. And he kind of pokes his head out. He says, everybody come in here. uh, Just come in. Just come in. And we'll all do the switcheroo, I assume. (laughs) That's a great idea. Before Bo heads in, he's going to just do a little um, once over of his main ads just to make sure they're all okay. Um, Question, does Thomas look like Bo? Because you said he has kind of the same dirty blonde hair, right? Yeah, the hair is similar, but he doesn't look... Exactly. Okay. Like, no. Enough to have a mask on and potentially be part of the little switcheroo thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, then he's gonna invite Thomas in as well. Oh, what's up, okay. Ryan? Cool. Nice. Okay. Hey, <laughs> 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 <I mean>, Thomas. <laughs> was, um, okay. So, so as, as you all kind of fill each other in and pull the swap, um, our camera pans out of the tent to the three smoldering tents before you as night is now truly underway and you're going to spend this rest of the night swapping these things out, protecting Bo. And as our camera fades from that scene over the entire retreat, we see the smolder still coming from the tent, but night does pass without incident. And for once of this incredible meeting of power grabbing and backstabbing, peace falls over for but a while. As we all know tomorrow, the final ballot lingers. And on that, our camera fades away.
Hey there, thanks for listening. Tall Tale Theatre Collective is proud to announce that we are expanding our podcast network to now feature two programs. We will continue to present our horror series, Night Terrors. Welcome to a world of thrills, threats, and terrors. Night Terrors is an anthology radio play podcast that will bring you face-to-face with your nightmares. Come listen, if you dare. Introducing our newest program, Fantasy Fantasia, which includes two RPG podcast campaigns. The first is Dungeons & Dragons, Legend of the Silver Flame. Experience laughs, suspense, and triumph with a motley crew of adventurers who could be the last hope against great evil, long thought to be vanquished. The second is Monster Hearts, Undergrad. Follow the tale of romance, mystery, desire, and murder as an unlikely bunch of mostly pubescent monsters navigate their social, academic, and supernatural lives at Oakhurst College. Listeners even get the chance to weigh in on the action of both campaigns. For more, visit our website at www.talltaletheater.com. Talltale Theater Collective. Grow with us.